Hi, this is Holly. And I am Danielle. And you are listening to The Spooky Hour. Hi, guys. (laughs) It's Friday morning. It is Friday morning. That's probably why we're already off on like a weird note, because this is not our usual recording time. Mm -mm. Uh, It's Good Friday. So happy Easter, if you follow that, do that kind of thing. I don't. What's the difference between like Good Friday and Easter Sunday and Easter Monday? um, I could be wrong, but I think Good Friday is when Jesus died. And then Sunday is when he came back to life. Oh, like the resurrection? Yeah. Okay. I just didn't know. I was just telling Danielle, the only part about Easter I partake in is watching Jesus Christ Superstar every year because it's fucking hilarious. (laughs) If you haven't watched it yet, please do. It's so funny and the soundtrack is banging. Um, Anyways, yeah. So we're on episode 12. Yeah. This is awesome. Uh, We're doing another social distance episode because we're still in freaking lockdown. Yep. Um, I read yesterday that we could be living like this for up to 18 months. So that's good. I heard, I'm feeling really hopeful. <laughs> I read that Trudeau said that social distancing is going to last until they have a vaccine. And I'm like, great, we're going to be stuck in the house for like a year. Yeah, like I can't, I don't think people can live like this. Like there's, I've already, okay, I don't know if this is insensitive, but I kind of want to do an episode. There's already been like two murders because of the coronavirus where people have been stuck in the house together. Really? Um, a husband, yeah, a husband murdered his wife. And then um, like a 17-year-old kid uh, killed his dad and tried to kill his mom and brother, but they survived because they're going crazy being like stuck in the house all day. That's nuts. I so I kind of, I want to see uh, what this pandemic, like how that has an effect on the crime rates and stuff like that. I think the crime rates are going to shift from like street crime to more like domestic crime. Yeah. We're going to have sense. so many episodes for you guys. <laughs> After this coronavirus. Again, we're not trying to be insensitive, but this is just the kind of stuff I look for. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, uh, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who interacted with us on, uh, I think it was last Wednesday. Uh, One of the days. We made two different sort of interactive posts and they actually went really well. Um, but besides like the statistic part of it, um, it's just nice to talk to people. <laughs> it was really fun. It was fun reading everyone's responses. Yeah. Um, we're so bored. So it's nice to feel like, you know, we have people to talk to. We have friends. So we're going to be posting more content like that because we like hearing from you guys. But feel free to just like, message us randomly. Just yeah. talk to us. I'm so bored. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we just wanted to say thank you for that. It's important to sort of stick together and be a community and try our best to like not go insane exactly especially during all this quarantine stuff it's getting crazy but like dark i know like i'm putting i'm cooking our easter dinner tonight so i'm putting in a turkey and after we record this but (laughs) we're trying i'm trying to aim it to have it the same as like my parents because we're gonna facetime for dinner because i obviously can't go to my parents house and my sister lives with my parents so we're just gonna like facetime and have turkey dinner it's so all cute together. i hope they put you like at a seat with a plate and everything i hope so too they better <laughs> i they... think it's so cute uh one of my co-workers we had a meeting yesterday and we were just chit-chatting she uh bought all of her kids like pre-made easter dinners from like their local grocery store yeah and she's having them delivered i think tomorrow as like a surprise to them and then yeah. they're gonna all facetime that that way oh that's so awesome. she like bought their dinner for them yeah i thought it was cute it's that nice to cute. see the different ways that people are still trying to like keep in touch like it's not like this is so lame it's uh I keep seeing posts that are like it's social distancing not like social isolation so like you know still try to communicate still try to be family and all that yeah. stuff just i find do it from from far away exactly <laughs> just do it for a bit the, like, the thing is is like if you go out to the grocery store and then you're in for two like a week and then you go to someone's house you could still be asymptomatic so you could still yeah. have it and give it to them and that's the point of like social distancing is trying to stay away from people like if everyone just stays in their house for like two three solid weeks we would probably be okay I kind of hope this weekend helps because all of the stores are closing, like the grocery stores mm-hmm. and stuff for the long weekend. So that means like the workers aren't out. Um, obviously, healthcare workers are still out. Um, but like the majority of the people will be inside all exactly. weekend. Yeah. So I'm hoping Hopefully. that helps sort of flatten our curve right now. That's the, the trendy phrase right now, flatten the curve. Except the people that probably go to their like family's house for dinner. Oh, there's definitely going to be people that do that and just my neighbors up for one year you know yeah my neighbors they have their their kids dropping like their 
their kids off so like their grandkids off like every day and it's like a social fucking gathering outside of my house every single day parks are wild because right now they have like police tape around all the playgrounds and stuff so you can't play on them yeah but um i go on walks every day at my lunchtime and there's like a park with tennis courts and there's still people like playing in the tennis courts and big groups kids are still like on the park grounds just not using the swings and stuff because they're all taped off like yeah people are still like hanging out in groups together and like you could tell they don't live together and you're like yeah. oh, guys come on i own a husky german shepherd and if i can figure out a way to stay inside 98 percent of the fucking time i'm pretty sure everyone else can too yeah homegirl is you walk mess. the same track around the block and that's it <laughs> yeah she we do um we do laps in the basement now oh smart yeah so we have like a lap circle so we do laps so she gets all of her energy out we'd go that's in really the backyard smart. when we can yeah you should get one of those like suction cup things that stick to the ground and have like a ball on the end. No, she <laughs> would rip, she would rip our floor. Yeah, I know she would. <laughs> you know what? You're right. She so would. <laughs> she would. I'm lucky that my dog's pretty fucking lazy. So like, you know, if if we don't want to walk him, he's fine just sitting in the backyard for like an hour, maybe throw the ball a couple times, and then he'll just go lay down and sleep. Yeah, I wish. But um, do we want to get it's into time to get spooky. our stories? Yeah. I hope you guys don't mind. I think we said this last week. We literally just want to talk to you guys because we have no one else to talk to right now. So we're going to have a little bit more banter at the beginning of the episodes. Yeah, exactly. And you guys like it. It's fine. It's like family. We're family. Ah. So uh, today's subject caught my eye because he he was particularly scary to me. Like he... Gave me the hijibijis a little bit, creeped me out a little bit. The yeah, and it takes a lot to do that for me. I'm not a very sensitive person, so but <laughs> that's one way <laughs> his, to put it. His story just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, he didn't just torture and kill his victims, but he made sure their last moments were filled with pure terror. Uh, today, I'm going to tell you about the butcher baker named Robert Hansen. So Robert Hansen was born on February 15th, 1939 in Esterville, Iowa. His parents were Danish immigrants and his father worked as a baker. Uh, His childhood wasn't easy. Uh, His dad was really strict and made him work in the shop like 24-7 pretty much. Mm -hmm. Um, So first of all, child labor. Yeah, Um, seriously. And like he just didn't have many friends. He was uh, he was really scrawny and he had really bad acne. Even as a young kid, he had really bad acne, which led to like scarring in his teenage years. Yeah. Uh, So a lot of people were mean, bullied him. Uh, He was never really socialized because Mm -hmm. he was, you know, kept at work as a kid and then was bullied at school. So he never really had any social interaction growing up other than his family. Yeah. Uh, He was raised in the era where left handed people were thought to be like demons or whatever. So they forced him to write with his right hand. Yeah. And he believed it worsened the stutter that he had. Um, because you know, it like wires your brain funny or something to use the wrong hand. My Uh, dad was in that, like growing up, he was left-handed and he ended up having, he would get like slapped in the hand with like a ruler and so he can write with both hands. Yeah. My dad's teacher used to make him sit on his left hand and like try to write with it. But he was just like, fuck you. I'm not doing that. (laughs) Yeah. Like what the hell? Like just let people be left-handed. Goddamn. Yeah. So then he developed this stutter or this stutter got worse and it made making friends even harder because he didn't want to talk to them because he was embarrassed about this stutter. This poor kid. Yeah, this poor kid. He's off to a rough start already. On December 7th, 1960, at 21 years old, the first major event occurred that would fit Hansen into the psychological profile of a serial killer. So he, while he did have a rough childhood, he was antisocial, whatever, he didn't really show any aggression until 21 years old. Um, he forced a 16-year-old employee at the bakery to help him burn down the school bus garage. Unfortunately, the teen turned himself and Hanson in, and Hanson was sentenced to three years in prison, and his wife of only six months had divorced him. Wait, he, he was married? Only... Sorry? He was married? He did get married. Um, okay. I didn't want to go too much into his backstory because, honestly, it was boring. Yeah, there wasn't much. <laughs> yeah, he, like, he went to the army for a little bit. He came back. He married this chick. And then he set something on fire and they divorced. That okay. was the backstory. <laughs> He's like, fuck this school. Let's burn it. Yeah. Down. Okay, he, Buffy, um, chill out. I couldn't really find what his... <laughs> okay, Buffy. Buffy. <laughs> I made a Buffy joke this morning, too. I love that about us. Um, every article I saw said he had some sort of grievance with the town. Like, he was angry at the town. Mm-hmm. And that's why he burned the, the school bus garage down. Okay. But it, they never said why, like, what his anger was. It just said he had a grievance with the town. So he likes to get revenge. That's part of his MO. He likes the revenge concept. Okay. 
Um, so yeah, he went to jail for, uh, it was supposed to be three years, but he only served 20 months of that sentence. Uh, he was paroled despite being assessed as having a quote, infantile personality, which made him obsessed about getting even with people. So basically he was like underdeveloped. He, they thought he acted like a child, even though he was 21. Uh, within a few months of being released, Hansen married again and later had two children. Uh, he started stealing just for the fun of doing it. Yeah. Just was just bored like, like you guys steal look. things uh he got caught several times but no charges were ever actually laid okay. and in 1967 he and his new wife decided that it was time for a fresh start and moved to the lovely land of alaska Ooh. uh which i would love to do that right about now same if uh, i if then, my bucket list wasn't to move to i like move and live in ireland I, it'd, my, be alaska. it'd be alaska yeah so we've been planning a vacation for like forever every year we want to go vacation and every year something happens yeah uh, this year it's the coronavirus last year we had a vacation booked and it literally got canceled on us yeah so we still have it picked where we're going because it gets canceled every year if you guys and are going Carl to alaska is, i am he coming. is fighting so hard for it i don't want to do it because i want to do your typical drunk on a beach vacation mm-hmm. but he doesn't we he could be drunk in like, the snow with the polar bears ugh beach anyways uh-huh. alaska i'm on carl's side on this one because i'm coming you. to you're alaska. supposed to be on my side always <laughs> no I'm, I'm going to alaska with you guys <laughs> fuck go to jamaica with stewart then yeah, no i'll leave him there <laughs> okay perfect <laughs> um anyways back to alaska uh, in the mid-1970s, the construction of the Trans-Alaska Pipeline brought swarms of people into Anchorage, turning it into a boomtown of oilsmen, construction workers, and a vice economy of illegal drugs and sex. Uh, there was basically just, like, strip clubs on every corner. Uh, there was sex workers walking the streets. It's so a party just town. To scene for you, it, yeah, it started to turn into, like, a party town, but, like... Uh, sort of on the darker side, mm-hmm. not a very good area to be in. No, for um, sure. So because so many people have moved there at once that's basically what caused it um in the mountains around anchorage hansen honed his skills as a hunter and in 1969 1970 and 1971 he had four animals entered into the pope and young record book which is basically like a i killed the biggest thing book oh like a hunter's like (laughs) yeah trophy kind of book yeah so he broke uh four records or yeah four animals um and the year after his last record-breaking kill, he was convicted of raping a prostitute and attempting to rape a housewife, but only served six months in prison. Pr- prison. In prison. <laughs> <laughs> and this was just the start of his crimes. In 1977, he was imprisoned again for stealing a chainsaw, and he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. He was prescribed lithium, but wasn't required by law to actually take it which i didn't know that was a thing that you could be required by law to take medication i didn't know that either yeah me but apparently you can and he was not ordered to take it um he was released after only a year and in the early 1980s he reported a burglary in his home which uh they later found out that he had staged um (laughs) so he got a bunch of guys a gem oh i know he's He's a real peach the weirdest thing is, like, he's so unsuspecting. Like, no one really knows. He's just, like, a married father of two at this point. And, like, yeah, he's done some dumb stuff. But everyone's like, eh, it's not a big deal. I mean, the rape is a pretty big deal. But I don't know how many people knew about that at this time. Yeah, it's kind of um, like, he's just, he just steals things. It's fine. Yeah, he's just, you know, he's bored and stealing stuff. Maybe he's broke. Welcome um, to Alaska. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, he got insurance money for this, quote, burglary. He opened up a bakery of his own and established himself as a well-liked family man. Uh, his bakery was really popular and it was actually a hot spot for the police officers of Anchorage because he made donuts and they were like very stereotypical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, in January 1982, he bought himself a Piper Super Cub bush plane, even though he had been denied a license due to the medication he was supposed to be on. Okay. Uh, so he just bought an airplane, even though he wasn't supposed to fly it. Okay. Uh, now this is where it starts to get like really crazy. On June 13th, 1983, a young prostitute named Cindy Paulson was spotted with a handcuff on her wrist by a trucker. He gave her a ride to the motel where she waited for her pimp and called the police. When an Anchorage police officer named Greg Baker arrived, Paulson told him how a man offered her $200 for oral sex and then handcuffed her and forced her at gunpoint into his car. I he think I know to- this guy. Like, I've heard of this story. It's starting to, like, connect. It's, I've and heard of him my too, but also, um, there was a show, I think it was Criminal Minds, but I'm not sure, but they basically 
copied his mo in okay. one of the episodes uh but it's it's a it's pretty popular you might know it does the plane um, come into play in this story kind of okay then i think i might know it Maybe. it's not like the big thing but yeah, yeah we'll get there sorry to interrupt uh, i just had to let you no, know no that's fine so yeah he forced her at gunpoint into his car uh he drove her to his house and brutally raped and tortured her um his wife and kids were in europe at the time so that's why he felt safe bringing her to his house just okay. wanted to make note of that um we were just like in the he... bedroom like it's fine like whatever yeah <laughs> well the article noted it because like he drove to his personal home whereas other kills he killed elsewhere yeah so this one was special um, okay uh so he brought her home and raped and tortured her afterwards he drove her to an airport and put her in his bush plane but while he was loading it with supplies she got away and ran and that's when she was found by the trucker good for her uh yes yeah, smart girl yeah paulson made a formal statement to the police and not only identified the make and color of the plane but also remembered the number on the tail of the plane holy uh, shit they this linked... was a badass i know i love stories like this so yeah she got the tail number so they linked the plane to robert hansen but two of his friends lied to the police and gave him an alibi for the night and said they were with him oh, and assholes. no formal charges were ever filed which is excellent police work yeah. <laughs> can Good you imagine job. i remember this plane number yeah. I remember what he looked like. This is him. I, this guy did it, but they're not going to charge him. We can't charge him. He's our donut man. Oh my god, that's so funny, right? <laughs> Where are we going to get our donuts? Oh, fucking, I hate the legal system so much. Same. The more stories I do, the more I hate the legal system. <laughs> Uh, on September 2nd of the same year, the body of another victim, Paula Golding, turned up and the case was brought up again. The Alaskan investigators began looking into Hansen again and contacted the FBI, who sent in their profiler, John Douglas. He profiled the killer as having low self-esteem, a history of rejection by women, and he's an experienced hunter. He also correctly predicted that he would take souvenirs from his victim and would have a stutter. I freaking love profiling so much. How do you determine that someone has a stutter? Right? How? how do you study, like, psychology and the human... Like, how... I thought it was so cool that um, I actually included a fun profiling fact here. Yeah. Uh, Hansen was investigated by the FBI in the 1980s, which I just said. Uh, but at the time, profiling killers had not yet been developed as a method to help find criminals. Uh, that all changed when John Douglas jumped into the case. Um, he literally wrote the book on understanding the psyche of a killer. So he was like the first big guy to do this okay. and it took a while, but thanks to Douglas's tireless work, uh, the police were able to attain a search warrant for Hanson's house based upon his research. And this is the first time in history that a warrant was awarded based upon a profile. So That's this is the first time a profile was considered hard enough evidence to, to take out a warrant to convict someone yeah i thought this was really cool because i love profiling yeah same it's insane so what this they was can figure this out. was pretty much one of the first cases of of fbi profiling in america mm -hmm. the two men who gave hansen an alibi for the night he attacked sydney paulson had confessed that they were lying and investigators shifted their focus back onto hansen again did they, they get arrested or anything those guys that you know what i don't know i'm gonna assume they had some sort of charge because I hope so. you know you lie to the fucking cops that's yeah. gotta be a charge yeah um i didn't give a shit about them though to be honest <laughs> we hope you're rotting in jail somewhere assholes yeah somewhere uh so they brought him in for questioning while executing the search warrants on his house his plane and his cars uh in the house they found a collection of weapons including a 223 ruger mini 14 someone's gonna correct me on that i feel like travis is gonna correct me on that i have no idea what the hell those are it's a gun okay <laughs> <laughs> um they found ids and jewelry that had belonged to the victims and they also found an aviation map with several marked locations when an fbi forensic lab matched the shell casings found near the victims to the gun found in hansen's home he decided to make a plea bargain with them uh, he was charged with the four murders whose victims had been found at the time and with the abduction and rape of Cindy Paulson. And he agreed to confess to give uh, details to them. Uh, he agreed to take them to the burial grounds. And uh, all he wanted in exchange was to not become like a media circus. Mm -hmm. So I guess he didn't want to bring shame to his family or whatever. Uh, he, I don't either. think he got any much of a lesser sentence. He served a sentence in a federal prison. Uh, as opposed to, like, I guess, a less good prison. Okay. But that's... He didn't really get much out of the deal, to be yeah. honest. Uh, during the questioning, Hansen claimed that starting in 1973, after finishing his rape sentence, so his first rape sentence way back in the day, yeah. he became a serial rapist, picking up prostitutes from Anchorage's high sex traffic areas, 
And uh, he would take them to the bush plane to the wilderness where he would rape and torture them. He later claimed that the ones who complied, who didn't fight back, he would return to Anchorage alive. And the ones who tried to fight him, uh, he would kill them. He knew that in the 1970s and 80s, uh, you know, it wasn't a good time to be a prostitute or a stripper. Um, no one really liked them. They were, you know, looked at as demons and such. So when a prostitute would go to the cops and say she was raped, the cops would be like, yeah, right. So like, he, that's cares? how he got away with, like, letting victims go. Because he knew, like, even if they went to the cops, the cops wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. Um, so from 1973 to 1983, when he was arrested, he abducted and raped at least 30 women that Holy got away. Shit. Yeah. Huge numbers here. And at least 17 women were killed. After raping them, he would release them into the woods and hunt them down with his hunting rifle. Yeah. This so is could the you imagine yeah. surviving a brutal sexual assault, being tied up and tortured for days at a time, some of these women. Yeah. And then running through your life through a forest that you had never been in before. Yeah, so he just like lets the, you go and then hunts you. Yeah. that's So fact. I don't know if these women think they're running to freedom, that they've mm-hmm. finally escaped and he surprises them, or if he told them beforehand, hey, run, bitch, I'm coming for you. Yeah. But can you imagine, like, the pure terror that you would feel in that moment? I couldn't even that imagine. That right there is why I picked him, is because I was like, these women are already so so broken and so tortured and everything and you have to like make sure their dying moments were filled with even more terror yeah. like what's wrong with you this guy's fucked he's, he's one of women. the worst he's one of the worst serial killers i've heard of at this point to be honest like i really didn't like this story and that's why i'm sharing it with you <laughs> uh so he showed the police 17 of his burial sites but refused to help him find the other four uh it'd been rumored that he wouldn't confess to these four killings because these women were not prostitutes or strippers and he couldn't justify the murders to himself which i thought was an odd showing of guilt yeah he obviously saw sex workers as lesser humans if he felt no guilt towards their murders but like these everyday people he like won't admit to their murders because they're he feels that they're equals i guess yeah like they're actual human beings to him yeah so i don't know i thought that was an interesting little tidbit um the victims that were found were exhumed and returned to their families for like proper burials and stuff so like not a happy ending but an ending for the families yeah um on february 18th 1984 he was convicted of murder and sentenced to life in prison plus 461 years just to be safe yeah just Uh, (laughs) just in case he's like a witch or something (laughs) he was initially incarcerated at the united states penitentiary in i probably said that wrong i have speech impediments guys in lewisburg pennsylvania before he moved back to alaska and he was jailed at lemon creek correctional center and then spring creek correctional center which these places sound lovely yeah they have such nice names i want to go to spring creek (laughs) (laughs) on may 11th 2014 he was moved to the anchorage correctional center to receive medical attention for an undisclosed lingering health problem he died on august 21st of the same year at alaska regional hospital may he rest miserably uh, and I, I wanted to end this with an interesting little fact just because I found it and I thought it was cool. Uh, when Hansen was arrested, America had not yet become captivated by true crime and serial killers. In 1983, the year of his arrest, only Ted Bundy and John Wayne Gacy had been given national attention. Richard Ramirez wouldn't be caught for another two years. And Dahmer, who was arguably like the biggest serial killer, hadn't yet begun his murder spree. So when Hansen gave himself up and admitted to killing 17 women, the uh, FBI accepted his answer, you know, just left it as is. But chances are his like his body count is likely in the 30s or 40s. Yeah. So he's up there with those guys. Yeah. So fun fact, he was one of the first, but one of the like, I don't really hear a lot of people talk about him. Yeah. I get he he did it like I don't want to say right, but like he went to like a town that wouldn't be like who, who fucking he knows very, anything about Alaska. No one he hears was very anything. methodical. Like yeah. uh, you got all the wilderness in Alaska to to hide the bodies. Um, he was taking people that like people don't necessarily care about, especially back then. Sex yeah. workers were frowned upon heavily. Uh, he, you know he was he was very methodical. I don't want to call him smart, but. <laughs> He was methodical. (laughs) He is the human version of, like, an aneurysm. Oh, my God. You're so funny. (laughs) Danielle has the best insults always. Always. If you ever hear me throw an insult at someone that sounds funny, I usually stole it from Danielle. (laughs) (laughs) I thought this guy was interesting. He was really scary to me. The idea that he, like, wanted to instill so much fear into his victims was, like, 
part of why I picked him because I thought it was interesting that like the torture, the rape, that wasn't enough. Yeah. You know? He so, just had to yeah. be a scumbag. What a and, fucking like, asshole. Ugh. I'm glad he's dead. Me too. May he rest miserably. Yeah. Oh, another, uh, while we're uh, saluting the uh, ungrateful dead, uh, did you hear about that guy who was accused of sexual assault while working at Maple Leaf Gardens? Yeah, and he he's assaulted. dead. He, he died, yeah. He died, he died this died, morning. I think, or yesterday. Was it today or yesterday? I read the article this morning, so I assume yesterday, I guess. Aww. How'd he die? Uh, I didn't really go into it. Do you know? I think he was sick. I think he had, like, cancer or something. I hope it was painful. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't remember. I mean, I'm asking because I want to know how much pain he suffered before he Yeah. Died. That's the only reason why I'm asking. <laughs> Hopefully lots and lots. Yeah. So that, yeah, that guy's fucked. That's Most a, that's a, dis- I know, yeah, true. <laughs> that, that case was like heavily disturbing though. Like, can you imagine it, it like getting out of that? It was one of those historical ones, right? Like it started in the 60s or something. Yeah. Like, then- can you imagine like getting out of that and like just to be hunted down? Like that guy's a fucking scumbag. Oh, I know. It's, it, that's what really terrified me about it was the hunting thing because I can't imagine like you've never been in this forest before you've just been you know brutally attacked for you know three days or so and you're just like run yeah like you're so disoriented you don't know where you are you're probably naked and like cold in the elements like yeah there's so many elements of fear in this that i thought were interesting so that's yeah that's part of why i picked it yeah he's disturbing almost like a spooky tale kind of yeah a little bit that's something you hear in like horror movies and stuff not something yeah i'm pretty sure it was criminal minds that did uh an episode or maybe i don't know it, wouldn't, it I wouldn't sounds be like something criminal minds would do yeah um i think theirs was like a copycat killer of this guy but yeah same kind of thing they let i think they let multiple girls out at once though and were like hunting them down one by one kind of thing oh god which is even creepier if you think about it, it turns into the hunger games a little yeah, bit yeah i was like, gonna say do you like work with games. the other girls or do you just <laughs> leave them behind like god damn but thankful yeah. for that one girl that managed to get all that info yes she was the first key unfortunately it took finding a body for them to take it seriously but yeah she did the thing yeah good she's, job for doing the thing she's a badass um but i guess we'll get into my story spooky, my sp- time. spooky time i'm shifting a little bit today well not really but it's it's not really a ghost story so Ooh. i know i'm gonna talk about the wendigo oh i know it. well i've heard of them yeah i don't remember what they are though I'll tell you. I'll, I'll fill I'm, you in I'm on ready. this one. Okay. Um, so the story of the Wendigo originates from Algonquian Native American folklore and originated as like an evil spirit able to possess humans. Um, so there's many different like tales and like stories of the Wendigo and how it looks and it's like history. So I'm going to try to... they're in Supernatural, right? They are. Point? I get, I get yeah. into that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm going to try to cover as much of the stories as I can because depending on like what tribe... They have, like, their stories kind of vary, but it's all very similar Mm -hmm. in a way. So I'm going to try to cover as much as I can. Um, So the Algonquians are some of, like, the most extensive and, like, abundant of the Native American groups in North America, as, like, we would know. Um, Do they... Sorry, is this, like, Algonquin, like, where we would be going? Or is this just a turn? Oh, okay. Cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's, it's mostly in Canada, but it's, like, they lived along all of, like, the Atlantic coast and, like, Great Lakes region. Oh, I didn't know it originated in here. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, So some of these tribes are like that are included in this but are like not limited to are like the uh, ojibwe tribe the eastern cree the west main swampy cree and the inu so those are just like a couple of them there's a ton within this like Algonquin native american Mm -hmm. group um so the wendigo is said to be a cold weather creature and in most sightings have been reported in canada as well as colder like northern states such as like minnesota um so the wendigo is like fucking terrifying like if you look at the <laughs> some people's like depictions of it is just like it's creepy i'm gonna google after this yeah it's oh it's you just do it now it's fucking creepy looking. oh yeah i guess it could i was like i don't want to interrupt our recording and then i remember i facetime is just facetime yeah facetime <laughs> is just facetime oh cool it looks like deer antlers yeah there's some there's cool. some some people say it looks like mummified and like it's creepy i don't know um so it actually devours human flesh to survive harsh winters so the word wendigo actually translates to evil spirit that devours ma- mankind there's also another translation that was made by a german explorer in 1860 and it states the word wendigo equates to the word cannibal um, but it can also oh. be translated this was kind of interesting to me this can also be translated into owl which is interesting because owls are commonly seen as like omens of death but they also oh. feed on the flesh of like prey right so it's it's kind of it's interesting that's cool yeah um i so, love flesh eating yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay jeffrey dahmer jesus christ <laughs> 
Um, so Wendigos are said to have like a, a ravenous hunger for human flesh, and no matter how much they eat, they will constantly stay hungry. Mm-hmm. Everyone during isolation right now. Me right so, now. Yeah, yeah literally. Um, so the Algonquian legend describes the creature as, and I quote, a giant with a heart of ice. Sometimes it is thought to be entirely made of ice. Um, its body is skeletal and deformed with missing lips and toes. Terrifying. Ew. Yeah. That's kind of cool because, um, so the area that we were talking about, the Algonquin, um, we go camping up there. It's way, way, well, not way, way, but it's northern-ish Ontario and it's freezing there. yeah like year round like we went there in june and i almost died overnight (laughs) i go camping in the we went camping in the fall and it's like beautiful during the day but fuck it's cold at night so that's kind of cool that they're saying it's like frozen and like missing like lips and stuff like frostbite yeah almost and i don't know if you know but in algonquin so we have a it's called algonquin provincial park um here in ontario and we we always go a lot we pretty much go every year but um this year (laughs) except yeah except this year but algonquin they have a wendigo lake it's a, like an access point, so we could like go oh. there and go canoeing if you want. I didn't know that. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, um, I'm not as avid of camper as Danielle. Um, I might cottage next time. <laughs> yeah, you're going camping. I'm sorry, sweetheart. <laughs> Last time we went camping, Holly fell up the hill and then I back did. down. It was, in my defense, it was soaking wet. Like, yeah, it was just fair. wet muck everywhere. <laughs> so the Jibwe, um describe it as, and I quote. It was a large creature as tall as a tree with lipless mouth and jagged teeth. Its breath was a strange hiss, its footprints full of blood, and it ate many it ate any man, woman, or child who ventured into its territory. And those who were lucky ones, sometimes the Wendigo chose to possess a person instead, and then the luckiest individual or the luckless individual became a Wendigo him, him or herself, hunting down those they had once loved and feasting upon their flesh. So it like End absorbs quote. itself into people and then they turn into it? Yeah, so like it can possess Ooh. you basically, and then you end up turning into a Wendigo and then you have like a whole fucking group of them. See more reason to get a cottage next time. I don't want to turn into one of those. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just stay in groups and don't go out in the cold. Um, so the Wendigo is said to be created whenever a human resorts to cannibalism to survive. I oh. wonder if Jeffrey Dahmer was one. That would be interesting. Interesting. <laughs> this is a new theory of Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, <laughs> so it's said that this happened a lot, especially in like freezing winters of the north and people who would sometimes be stranded for days. Um, and these people may have felt like compelled to cannibalize the dead in order to survive. Other versions of the story say that humans who displayed extreme greed and gluttony might have been like possessed by the Wendigo. It's kind of like a sort of method to encourage like cooperation and moderation within these tribes, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Um, so some people claim the creature is a relative to Bigfoot while others compare the <laughs> Wendigo to a werewolf. Bigfoot's cousin. <laughs> yeah, literally. Second cousin twice removed. That's so funny. <laughs> um, however, their hunger is reflected in the way they appear as they appear extremely like thin, extremely emaciated. Mm-hmm. Um, so although the descriptions of the Wendigo vary slightly, they can generally can measure up to 15 feet. They have glowing oh, wow. eyes, long yellowed fangs, claws, and long tongues. They can be described as having mummy-like skin and have like matted hair. Which is Gross. imagine walking out in the woods at fucking. Screen. Honestly, that's what I look like right now. I can't say much. <laughs> True. Me too. Maybe we're slowly turning into them. Maybe during isolation. I'm not going to be an effort, another Jeffrey Dahmer. I promise. <laughs> um, so it's said they have a pretty good like skill set and powers, which prove like impossible to escape from. So this includes like stealth. So they're extremely fast str- and very strong with heightened senses and endurance. They're basically like a perfect hunter if you think about it. So they know every inch of its territory. So the Wendigo is said to stalk its prey and can mimic human voices. So like I you think can hear someone in the woods and you're like, ooh, what's that? No, it's a fucking Wendigo. Run. Oh, they do that in Supernatural, Yeah, right? they do. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I remember yeah. that. Uh, I just wanted to say, I love that we like unintentionally sort of pick themes we for do. the episode. We do. I picked a hunter. You picked a hunter. We- like. And we don't we, know when we do that? this. So. Yeah, no. So I we, I think we said this in episode one. We don't tell each other what we're talking about until we start talking. Yeah. So every time that we happen to have a theme in the episode, it's a total accident because we're fucking awesome. Yeah. We just have the same brainwave and it's great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Just had to put in how awesome we are there. Yeah. <laughs> we are awesome. It's just a thing. Um, so it can lure people away from like safety and 
just to be able to consume them. Like, they're a hunter. That's what they do. Mm -hmm. Um, So according to legend, the longer the Wendigo walks the earth, the stronger it becomes. So eventually it can gain the ability to control the weather and call darkness upon the area even before sunset. And it's said to have the ability to manipulate other creatures in the forest as well. So it could so cool. Yeah. So like it could like like there could be like a mountain lion and it could control it and it could attack you. It can make it evil angry ent. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um. So I found this kind of like interesting, and I think you will too, because you're like the psychology and the brains and stuff like that. Um. So there is a modern medical term called the Wendigo psychosis, which is considered to be a syndrome that creates an intense craving for human flesh and a fear of becoming a cannibal. So now some psychiatrists actually diagnosed people with this syndrome in the 1920s and the 1930s. Ironically, the psychosis is said to happen within people living around the Great Lakes of Canada and the United States. Um, The psychosis usually develops in the winter um, in people who are isolated by heavy snow and ice for extremely long periods of time. Um, symptoms of the psychosis are poor appetite, nausea, and vomiting, which can lead the person to developing the delusion of transforming into a Wendigo creature. People who have this syndrome will see others around them as being edible and start to have cannibalistic thoughts. However, in 1970, this diagnosis was questioned and no subject with the supposed condition was ever, has like ever been studied. And today most psychiatrists reject it completely, but it is a medical diagnosis wow yeah so i didn't say anything there but just so everyone knows my jaw was like i looked over your your jaw was like on the floor (laughs) (laughs) i think that's so cool yeah because so there's there's documented proof that people were experiencing these symptoms but now they're like "Mm, and there are i'm gonna go into some cases with people who had this syndrome cover up yeah literally it's literally the wendigo and people are just like it's your brain that's insane yeah and there is some cases i'm actually gonna cover now for you to prove that these were actually syndromes um so back in the late 1800s if someone in the tribe was showing signs of psychosis a traditional native healer would attempt to cure them and if it didn't work and the person would try to like hurt people around them act violently or like even be like antisocial um they were executed so oh fuck yeah so in these (laughs) tribes cure it right just (laughs) off them it's fine so back in these tribes like it was like if you knew someone that was a wendigo it was okay to kill them like because they didn't want it to possess other people in the tribe and these tribes were like super like into like teamwork and group work and everything like that and they they didn't want if someone started like straying off they didn't want it to be like eaten basically so they took this shit very seriously so yeah in this community in this tribe if they thought you were a wendigo you were dead pretty much um so it's a very good way of curing things just just literally cut it off at the source yeah just kill them so there is a report of the psychosis that happened in 1878 a gentleman by the name of wow (laughs) (laughs) i just had a stroke (laughs) holy shit (laughs) i love that name hi i'm That's what the names were in 1878. Can't get any better. <laughs> they were sounds. Oh, sorry. This is another space dookie. It really is. I'm sober too. Okay. I'm just having tea, so I don't know. Oh, um, it's just too early for us. Okay, one, once more. I'll try this one more time. So a gentleman okay. by the name of Swift Runner was a Plains Cree trapper from Alberta. And I was just going to say, was he native? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, uh, Swift Runner, I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah. Um, so he was from Alberta and he was a trader with the Hudson Bay company. He was married and the father of six children. So during the winter of 1878 to 1879, Runner and his family were starving along with plenty of other Cree families. Um, Runner's eldest son was the first of the family to die of starvation. And at some point Runner ended up falling to that Wendigo psychosis. Um, so apparently there was an emergency food supplies available at the Hudson Bay Post that was only like 25 miles from their home, but he didn't try to travel there. Instead, he killed the rest of his family and ate them. Oh. Yeah. So he did end up getting murdered. Like <laughs> There was no other option. I had to eat them. <laughs> yeah, like there's nothing else. So they did end up killing him. So he's, he died for, for his actions. Um, so this is kind of interesting. So in 1897, there was a Wendigo killing trial that became a landmark case for early Canadian law when, the, when an Ojibwe man was um, found guilty of manslaughter for shooting someone he believed to be a Wendigo. 
And as we know in his culture, killing a Wendigo was acceptable. But his Mm -hmm. court conviction stated that Canadian law applied to Indigenous communities even if they didn't know about its existence. So he was the first Indigenous man to be put on trial for his his killing as like a murder he so was typically typically they deal with stuff like that uh, with their own law system yeah they would just murder them. oh okay they would just like if if they if you're walking down and you think this, oh, this was a way back ago, when right yeah, yeah this okay, is like makes in, more sense yeah this is i'm 1800s. thinking like now i'm like so wait if no. someone just kills someone <laughs> on a reserve they just like- <laughs> no so back in like the 1800s they're they thought canadian law didn't apply to them yeah so them like killing a person they thought was a wendigo was acceptable in their culture it was fine but then this case proved it wasn't so they were like you can't okay. do this so that makes sense now yeah sorry i'm slow no it's okay <laughs> <laughs> it's that shrinking uh frontal lobe <laughs> um, how many times we make that joke i'm gonna make it for the rest of my life i don't even care i love you but your small frontal lobe is the <laughs> but best my brain thing. is shrinking <laughs> i'm an asshole i'm sorry um so another report of the psychosis involves a guy named jack fiddler i believe it was around like 1907 fiddler was an og cree chief which i think is like two tribes combined i'm not sure um and he was a medicine man known to defeat wendigos with his powers so fiddler claimed to have defeated 14 wendigos in his lifetime and had said that some of these creatures were sent by enemy shamans um, so oh, okay. according, yeah. So according to the report, Fiddler was asked by people to help kill one of like their family members who were sick, so they wouldn't end up turning into like a Wendigo. And as we know, this practice is common in their culture, so it was just a thing. So wait, hold on. So he's a medicine man. I thought he was like curing them. He's just killing them. So the thing is, they tried to like when they a medicine man would try to cure them, and if that didn't help, he would kill them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so he was usually asked by family members, like people in the, the community to be like, hey, kill this person, help them. And he'd kill them. <laughs> yeah. So word spread about Fiddler's self-proclaimed abilities and Fiddler and his brother Joseph were arrested and imprisoned for killing a woman before she transformed. Um, Fiddler escaped and hanged himself. He committed suicide. Oh. Um, his brother Joseph, who was sentenced as an accomplice, was tried and sentenced to life in prison, but was granted a pardon. But he died three days later in jail before receiving the news of his pardon was he murdered or did he just pass away i think he just passed away oh yeah he just died yeah so that's a bummer so even though it's considered to be some as like an uh, like an urban legend i guess you could say um the algonquians consider it a serious concern and a very like serious threat um they do have a ceremonial dance and it's performed during times of famine to reinforce the seriousness the seriousness of the wendigo um so the wendigo psychosis cases dwindled a lot within the 20th century as native americans came into like greater contact with like western ideologies and stuff um however wendigo sightings are still reported to this day especially in northern Ontario. So in Kenora, Ontario, there is a cave called Cave of the Wendigo, and this creature has been spotted by traders, trackers, and trappers for decades. The cave is tucked out, like, away in, on a lake called Mamaguasis. I don't think I'm... <laughs> I'm not pronouncing that wrong. I'm giving you an A for effort. I'm not. It's, it's wrong, and I'm not going to try and butcher it even more than I already have. Um, it has lots of cave paintings, which include cave paintings of, like, large beasts with, like covered in hair but like emaciated and they say it's to be the wendigo um so kenora has been given the title of wendigo capital of the world as sightings still continue to this day there are people who say the wendigo still also roam like the woods and prairies of like northern minnesota as well so they're kind of like seen across the board Mm -hmm. um and like i said there's that lake in algonquin park wendigo lake if anyone's interested looking at it it's access point 25 when Um, we're allowed out i want to go there now yeah we're gonna go there (laughs) And I'm pretty sure there's a lake in Minnesota called, like, it's like Wendigo Lake or Lake Wendigo as well. Something like that. Um, so Everyone's real creative with their names. Right. There are, like, it's it's hard to, like, I wanted to put in some, like, examples and, like, stories people have said. But usually, like, the, the, the examples of people seeing this creature are extremely long. So I didn't want to, like, include it in these. Mm-hmm. I have two that I'm going to go into, but it's youtube videos i'm gonna we can either try to link them i don't know if we can do that um but you can always like look them up but there are there's there is one i found and it's an actual story about um someone being in huntsville 
and okay, around. Okay, that's not that far. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was like a three-page essay, and I'm not, I'm not going to bore you guys with it. Yeah. So I'm not sure if you actually remember this, but back in October of last year, so of 2019, there was a video of like howls and shrieks caught on camera in oh some my God, forest. Yes. Yeah, in northwestern Ontario. So my dad showed me this video like when it came out, and we were all yeah, we were like, it's so creepy and eerie. But I came across it in my research, and people say that it's noises of the Wendigo. Like it could oh be. Oh my God. Yeah. It's kind of and like that's, eerie. That's like really close to us. Yeah, it's very like close. Really to- close, but close enough that I'm like, I got the heebie-jeebies right now. Yeah, it's close enough that when we go camping, you're gonna cry. I remember that video too. It's it's really creepy sounding. We'll try to figure yeah. out how to. We might have to share it on Twitter or something because you can't link in Instagram. We'll figure it out. We'll get yeah. it to you guys. We'll get it to you guys. We'll let you know. But the so basically in this video, the guy filming at first thought it was like a moose, but the shrieks got like insane. And the guy was like, hey, this ain't a fucking moose. So him and his family were out hunting, and they were 50 kilometers from the closest town, so no one lived out there. Um, people have said it could be Bigfoot, um, but it even has, like, biologists stumped. So they, biologists say, like, it's they're skeptical that it's, like, something from an identified, unident- unidentified species. Um, <laughs> but they said they aren't sure what it's from. Yeah, they they couldn't determine an animal, right? Yeah. So I I kept the YouTube video link, so we'll, we'll like we'll try to post it. We'll get it to you guys. Um, it's really quiet if, at the beginning, but it sounds like the like it's like a grunting, screaming screech. It's really creepy. if I remember it correctly. I don't know if I'm confusing it with another video, but I remember thinking that it was like a wounded werewolf or something. Like yeah. it was like a like a screeching like cry Mm. almost and it's like continuous like this they said it was going on for like 10 minutes and this video is only like three minutes long so it's only part of it that's Um, so cool that that's like a connection yeah so i i came across it and some it was in a news article they're like this could be it some people say it's bigfoot some people say it's a wolf doesn't sound like a wolf um it could be like a mountain lion or something but whatever it is even if it's not related to this case like it's not a wendigo it's still really creepy it's really creepy it's really eerie um like in my research i also came across another video that happened in quebec so these people were filming um a moose on the road in quebec and you can see this like really weird creature come out of the woods and it's like and i'm not sure we and stuart were looking at it yesterday and we were trying to figure out if it's like a reflection from the car window like mm-hmm. or something but it looks like it's coming out of the woods and like backing up backing and it's like really i thin. think this one's familiar to me too you're gonna have to send it to yeah. me it's like really thin really emaciated i'm not sure what to think about it like right now because i'm like it could be just a reflection it could be nothing mm-hmm. i don't know what it is but if you like literally google weird monster stalking moose in quebec you'll see the video <laughs> <laughs> I will Google exactly, exactly that. Thank that. You. <laughs> Weird monster stalking moose in Quebec. <laughs> but it, it is, it, it's really unsettling too. Cause like you don't really know what it is. Yeah. I don't know. It's creepy. I've looking. seen a lot of videos like in forests and stuff like that, where you see something out of the corner of your eye and you're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. You're like, oh, those are God. like the scariest to me. Yeah. Um, so there is, I'm going to, so those are just some like examples of it. If you Google, there's so many stories of people seeing it and there's a lot of them. So I suggest like looking into it because they're kind of really, really interesting. Like I was up until mm-hmm. one o'clock yesterday because I was just reading people's stories and I'm like, I'm going to have <laughs> nightmares. This is my nightmare. Yeah. We got to stop doing this stuff before bed. <laughs> we do. I, I, I was researching for like six hours yesterday because this stuff is just so fascinating to me. I think it's so cool. Yeah. Um, so, um, so there's also been a lot of like pop culture references and like their takes on the Wendigo. So Stephen King's book, Pet Cemetery, was about his take on the Wendigo. Um, if you haven't read it, go read it. If you aren't into reading, go watch the movie because it's there too. Um, There's two movies, right? They did a remake. Yeah, they did a remake. I watched half mm-hmm. of the remake and I just stopped watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, the the original is good. The book is better, so read the book. Um, so his take on the Wendigo was responsible for reanimating whatever animal or human was like interred in like an old cemetery, um, which was like once part of like a, a native tribe. I can't remember the name of it. It's like Mick something. If you remember the name of it, let me know because I don't remember the name of it. Um, <laughs> And then, like we said, on the show Supernatural, they had an episode of the Wendigo, um, which they did, like, a very different take on it. They made it to be, like, a creature that hibernates, and when it comes out of hibernation, it goes into, like, a feeding frenzy. Mm-hmm. But it, like, it had, like, the mimic, the voice mimic, so it would mimic, like, it would know what's in your head, and it would mimic, like, like a voice, like your mom's voice, so you think your mom's yeah. in the forest, and you go running after her, and then it'd kill you. I remember um, that episode. Yeah. And it's also been depicted on the show Grimm. It's been on Charmed and it's also been on Hannibal. 
So those are just oh, cool. a couple pop. I haven't seen any cannibal of those. Cannibal makes sense because it's like a cannibal yeah. creature, right? Yeah. So um, so that's the Legend of the Wendigo. So even if you don't... Fun. Yeah. So even if you don't believe like this creature exists, you have to like give some type of like recognition to like its folklore, like its, its tale, its history. Because I mean like even though the stories of it changes and varies as like different in like different traditions and as it like grows and like our icon like our world Mm -hmm. grows and everything changes the origin of it is basically representing like the violation of a human code like don't kill each other and don't eat them that's pretty much please don't eat each other yeah (laughs) so even if you don't believe it exists you can respect the fact that it has a good underlying just be like be nice to people keep together most most sort of like creepy tales and stuff i take with a grain of salt because like they are sort of like warning tales in mm. different cultures as like you know don't do bad things tales like they're not really concrete evidence yeah but when you told me that they had cases of people with like the psychosis or whatever and then they're like trying to cover it up that makes me think it exists and it's like a big cover-up and they're yeah. just like i know people just go crazy and eat each other it's a mental health thing it's definitely not a monster yeah definitely just mental health it's a psychosis we're fine it's fine everybody but then they like denied it all they're like it actually no there's no cases of this but it's also kind of which is it right which is it (laughs) it's also kind of interesting because if you think about it you're like so if it's all just like in your mind and these tribes like someone made up this legend to like put people in fear to be like if you're hungry don't eat each other because there's famine like they live back then it was like hell it's if everyone's been to canada it gets hella fucking cold here especially in the northern climates um and, like, food would be scarce. They'd be stuck. It'd be cold. Yeah. So they're kind of just like, we know it's hard now, but don't eat each other. So, and they're like, <laughs> how can we get these people to not eat each other? So they make this. It's a very daunting task. Right? So they make this, this like, legend up, and then it gets into people's minds, and now a psychosis is built. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now, all of a sudden, we have this. So it's, it's just, it's so many avenues you can go, and it's just so weird. So cool. I really like this creature thing. That yeah. was really fun. And if any lesson to today is don't eat bats as well. Oh, God. (laughs) One person ruined it for everybody. Uh, The Wendigos are coronavirus. (laughs) But yeah, so that's that's the... That was really cool. I really like the idea of doing different creatures. I want to know what else is out there. I had a lot of fun with this one, so... It was really interesting. Yeah, this was a good episode. I had fun this morning. Yeah. Um, So if you're bored this... Well, I mean, by the time you guys listen to this, it'll be Monday. So I hope you guys had a really good Easter weekend. Yeah. And if you don't celebrate it, I hope you guys just had a really good long weekend. I hope you're able to get in touch with your family in one way or another. Yeah. Uh, If you're doing a FaceTime like Danielle, I hope it makes you feel good and feel happy and warm and fuzzy inside because y'all deserve that. Yeah. And I hope you guys eat good food. You're able to access good food try to get out for a walk the fresh air does help that's the only thing i've been doing is walking yeah except today it's really windy and i almost blew over because i weigh like 10 pounds right now yeah. so. it's been snowing also here which is really nice so yeah. canada god damn it your shit together <laughs> it's we're mid-april and it's snowing so yeah. it's great. anyways if you wanted to chat with us during our isolation and your guys isolation we've been having a lot of fun last week was a lot yeah. of fun so i'm really enjoying all of you guys talking to us because i'm so bored please yeah. help us yeah please <laughs> um so you can chat with us on instagram which is a hit all the time is a spooky hour podcast you can find us on twitter at spooky hour and if you just want to even just have a conversation with us that isn't on those two you can email us at the spooky hour podcast 666 at com. If you like our show, well, it's not even our show. If you like our podcast, um, <laughs> subscribe to us. Leave us a review. Let us know what you hate and what you like because not everyone likes it's the important. same thing. We want to yeah. we want to make this good. Yeah, we want you to enjoy yourselves when you listen to us. Exactly. So feedback is always appreciated. Uh, reviews always help. Ratings help. Subscribing helps. Follow us. Help us help you. <laughs> yeah, and until next time, stay safe and stay spooky. Stay spooky. Ooh. Is that your ghost noise? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>